Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Monsters Podcast. Welcome in to Believe in Monsters Podcast. Another week, a victory week, right here on the Believe in Monsters Podcast. We thank you guys for tuning in and giving us a listen. Uh, some point on your week, whether you're driving to work or hanging out on your back porch, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us, talking some Chicago Bears football. And it's a happy week on the Believe in Monsters Podcast. Go find us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod. We appreciate the Believe Network for putting us on uh, each and every week. We appreciate their partnership for sure. Uh, find us on the Facebook at Believe in Monsters and find our friends, the co-hosts, myself, Joe Gaither, Lucas Berry, and missing an action tonight, unfortunately, is Chris Krogman. Follow Chris Krogman at Shy Bears 1985 on the Twitter machine. Tell him that you miss him. Uh, he will be back next week with all his excellent analysis. Follow my friend Lucas Barry at LBerry underscore 40 and myself at Joe Gaither 6. We have a happy episode, which uh, most of us were not expecting for this week, which makes it an even happier episode. Our Chicago Bears defeat the New England Patriots 33 to 14 on Monday Night Football in front of Woo! the whole world. And our man on the scene, Lucas Berry, was right there cheering him on, signaling in place to, to, down to Luke Getze, uh, calling the defense out for Roquan Smith, and leading the Bears to the win. Lucas Berry, how was Foxborough? How salty were those New England Patriots fans? And I'm glad you made it out of there alive, man. Great to see you. Awesome. 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 Uh, yeah, Foxborough was, uh, it's interesting. You know, it was my first time there. Um, unlike the Bears who play in Chicago, obviously, Foxborough is like a small uh suburban town. So it's like you're kind of just like driving through a neighborhood and then boom, Gillette Stadium's right there. Um, so that's interesting. The stadium is actually surrounded by strip malls called Patriot Place. So you literally have like a mall or a bunch of stores surrounding you when you're tailgating and stuff. Uh, definitely interesting, but made it easily accessible to go find beer. Um, so that was cool. Uh, we missed getting in the Patriots Hall of Fame by about two minutes. I heard that was a, uh, that's a very cool experience to see the Pats Hall of Fame. But uh, we missed just barely getting in there. Uh, the stadium itself was sick, and then the uh, the game was even sicker. So, uh, yeah, the uh, the Patriots fans leading up on the radio, you know, all the chat about Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Um, you know, a few of our Twitter buddies were there with me. We were listening to the pregame show, and you know, them cocky Pats fans were immediately like, literally, quote unquote. This game will be over in 10 minutes. These guys suck. 
is literally what they said on the radio. And we're like, okay. Uh, the Bears were eight and a half point dogs, started at seven and a half. And I got to be honest, man, that was just, that was a pure ass kicking. Absolutely. The Chicago Bears winning 33 to 14. And it didn't matter if it was Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. The defense really coming up strong outside of a second quarter uh, where things obviously change when they change quarterbacks. Uh, but they settled back in nicely and kept the uh, kept the Patriots off the scoreboard. Really uh, a surprise for, for me. You know, I, I made the statement last week and I hope everybody realized I was not being serious, that I would not watch this team another time. Um, I can't stay away. They're like the drug that you cannot quit. And I was very happy that this week the drug gave me an excellent high watching watching the Bears. And, and really, um, I was expecting – I was expecting Bill Belichick to confuse our young quarterback, Justin Fields, as he still is working through his first year with Joe with Luke Getze. But outside of, uh, outside of a couple of hand, a small handful of snaps, I thought Justin Fields looked amazing. And it didn't look like he was going up against a, just, uh, a Bill Belichick defense at all. And yeah, just like you said, uh, the Bears kicked their ass, uh, physically kicked their ass up front, despite losing our friend Lucas Patrick, maybe our friend, maybe our enemy, uh, uh, our fr- our friend uh, offensive lineman Lucas Patrick getting back to the center position uh, for the first time first time this year and and then going out with a toe injury so the offensive line carousel continues but it didn't matter the Bears ran the football efficiently and passed the ball got the ball out of Justin Fields hands mostly quickly all night long and he 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 made pretty good decisions mostly all night long he made athletic plays throughout the evening Luke Getzey got. Justin Fields into the run game more than, in my opinion, all year long. Uh, and it was awesome to see. And you know, honestly, am I silly? Uh, or is it just the way that the, 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 the Bears experience goes? Am I back on the hope train for the rest of the year? Yes, of course I am. We're beating the Cowboys next week. We'll get that. That's a little ahead of us right now. But yes, I am back on the hope train after this past weekend's performance. Luke, what were some of your favorite takeaways from the night? I mean, I think he hit the nail on the head. It was great to see Justin Fields play as well as he did. Um, You know, for all the great things that came out of this, this was probably his best game as a pro, and he he did it in front of a national audience, in front of, you know, one of the best coaches ever. And uh, I think the game plan was incredible. Not only am I seeing growth from Justin Fields in the offense, I'm seeing growth from Luke Getzey week to week. I'm seeing growth from Matt Eberflus in, in what these guys are doing, how they're preparing, you know, this isn't, Joe, that feeling of despair that you had before. Hmm. That's something we felt with Matt Nagy all the time because we knew it would be the same thing every Sunday. Mm-hmm. It really seems like these guys took something to heart here as a mini-bye week and really prepared their butts off and made an incredible game plan for this game. And then Iberflus also came out and said, hey, we used one of those extra days to look at Dallas this week. So these guys are getting to work. They're, they're making good game plans, and I'm seeing growth from the offense, the QB, and the coordinator. This is fun. You know, if the, if the Bears suck, but they playing games like this and the offense looks exciting and, you know, maybe they make a few boo-boos here and there, I'll take it. They're a young team. But going to Foxborough on a Monday night and doing that to Bill Belichick is incredibly impressive. I can't believe it. I can't believe I was there for it. I can't believe it even happened. 
I, I absolutely. It was, it was a lot of fun to uh, to watch from the couch. Really, when, I can't, when, was, when was the last time you said our coaching staff prepared our team better than their coaching staff prepared their team as a Bears mm, fan? Mm, mm. Um, I kind of felt that way. Yeah, I kind of felt that way week one uh, with, with, with the uh, with, with 49ers game. And, and I felt like, honestly, Eberflus has got the team mostly in every game this year. Uh, out, outside of a couple a couple performances, a couple breaks here and there. Obviously, the Vikings get you got up on on the Bears early, and I really was salty about the giant the, the Giants loss, and I was pretty daggum salty about the Commanders loss, really. Um, but as far as a preparation goes, I feel like the team has been prepared throughout each and every game. Just execution has been, you know, d- d- just a varying degree of success on the execution side. I really have enjoyed. You know, yes, Ibrahimovic is a little old school, a little maybe a little touch more conservative than I would like. But really, as far as having him ready with a game plan, I think that I think that he's been a, at least a night and day difference from the last. Oh my gosh, I was going to say two regimes, but maybe even three. I mean, more prepared than the Nagy regime for sure, outside of a time or two. Um, more prepared than the Fox regime. I felt like Fox just ran what he wanted to run. And yes, more prepared than the Tressman regime. So uh, as far as a preparation and and willingness to compete and readiness to compete in a game, I, I, I think it's among some of the best eight game stretch that, that, that I've seen uh, seven game stretch, excuse me, that I've seen uh, in my bears lifetime. I mean, we've already matched, you know, our turnover margin from last year. And I feel like our defense lost a ton of players. Like we're just throwing guys out there and they're, they're playing well. And we're seeing growth from our rookies. You know, Kyler Gordon had a nice pick there. Brisker had a nice pick. These guys are developing, you know, Kendall Vildor, where this guy's these this secondary is good, man. Zildor's not is a bum. Like hello, welcome we saw, to NFL, Kendall Vildor. We we saw, you know, Roquan have a really good game, the linebackers. I mean, truthfully, if the Bears get a defensive line next year, I think this defense is gonna be very, very good. Like if they get some good you know, Justin Jones has been a nice surprise, but if they get some big time playmakers in that deep front and another pass rusher. Look out. The secondary is very good. I've been telling people all year how good the secondary is. The Bears, I don't they rank fairly low on some metrics. I don't really get it. If you watch them play, they're they're much better than than how you would think. absolutely. I mean, you you, you lost um you lost a player who who who, who was who made the reception. You lost uh, a J- Jacoby Myers. Yeah, you uh, Eddie Jackson lost Jacoby Myers on the touchdown. Um but outside of that, I mean, yes, Bailey Zappi and yes, uh, Mac Jones are not the the, the greatest uh, quarterbacks as far as passing the football, but they're but they're NFL caliber quarterbacks. And sure, their 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 receiver core is not full of all pros, but the, there were hardly any windows to throw in all all evening long. It was really impressive to see every throw was contested. Obviously, you had the uh, you had the Devonte Parker pass down the sideline that was caught. You know what? NFL receivers are going to make those plays sometimes, from time to time. That was that was an insane throw. Yes, he was blanketed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, what else do you want him to do other than pass interfere? And the result would have been the same if he passed interfered. So he he, he was. They were in great position uh, all, all evening long. And yeah, Kyler Gordon. 
like in a matter of weeks is slowly, slowly, slowly. Oh, I'm not a bust. Give me some time. Let me settle in. Let me figure out the NFL speed. Let me, you know, get out there. And Kyler Gordon, you know, he ain't no George Pickens, but you, but you're but you're starting to perform pretty well uh, for the Bears' first not first round pick, but first pick over this past year's draft. I've I've really been enjoying the growth. Yes, I I was down losing to the Commanders really hurt my heart. Uh, losing to the Giants really hurt my heart because while they do have good records and the NFC East has good records, I still think that division is pretty booty cheeks outside of the Eagles. Uh, but but you know that's. That's fine. You're gonna have that. When, you're gonna have games like that when uh, you're gonna have games like that when the Bears' talent is where it is. You're gonna lose to some teams that maybe uh, the hopeful Bears fan thinks you shouldn't lose to. Uh, and hopefully, we end up beating and winning some games that um, that, that winning some games that uh, people don't expect us. And that's what happened on Monday night. I mean. You experienced it in the stadium. I had a couple Patriots fans, friends, who were giving me a lot of grief throughout the week. Um, I can't imagine how bad those Bostonians were right in your ear. Ah, we're going to throw you in a Boston Harbor. Uh, something of the sort. But, yeah, I, I was really happy to send a little smiling emoji to a couple of my friends like, gotcha. Yes, sir. You didn't expect it. But here we are. Yeah, everyone, you know, expected the Bears to go in there and just get crushed. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that stadium was deflated, and, and them fans were very angry and, and very salty. Uh, yep, we did hear it from quite a few of them, but by the end of the end of the game, it was basically all Bears fans in there. And there was a lot. Uh, Bears fans definitely represent well all over. Even, you know, the, uh, the talk radio here the next day was like, wow. I was shocked at how many Bears fans there, there were. Um, they basically said it rivaled what the Cowboys would do. You know, they haven't seen that many opposing fans in Gillette since the Cowboys came. So um, it was, that was sweet. Um, actually, what's funny is when we were heading out toward the end of the game and Kyler Gordon had that pick, we heard this humongous roar from the stadium. And I was like, oh God, what did the Patriots, you know, throw a long pass or something? I look and it's just Kyler Gordon running down the sideline. Like, oh my God. That, you know, it was just, it was awesome. It was awesome to see, um, you know, the offense over 200 yards rushing. Again, I mean, and this is a defense who doesn't really give up a lot of rushing yards, so that was impressive. And um, I saw a stat that said Justin Fields uh, had the most or second most yards versus a Bill Belichick defense in the first half ever running. So just a lot to love, man. You know, Getz got him running this game. Uh, some of those third downs were just incredible. I yes! Mean, Escape and about, rushing. Think I think incredible. the issue with a lot of people, and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this, and now that I'm experiencing it firsthand with a player like this on my team, I get it. You know, I was and still am very critical of, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, when he first came in, I, I would just look at his numbers and be like, oh, he threw for 150 yards, and he, he, he stinks. But then when you watch it, you're like, these these dynamic athletes just bring such an element to the game that you can't quantify just by pass. Like, you can field through for 178 yards and was still super efficient with the football, and I would take that game out of him any day. Mm-hmm. Week. You know, just the ability to move the sticks with your legs on any given third down. I mean, there was times there was a play where he freaking fumbled the ball and picked it up and ran for a first down. I mean, 
just thinking about how many other quarterbacks would take a sack in a lot of these situations, you're like, holy cow. Well, he's, he's clear. He's clearly the best player in the offense too. It's 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 just like where 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 would the Bears' offense be this year without Fields? Well, Luke, he, I mean, I'm I'm in total agreement that he's he's the best player on the offense, and and I and I love him, and I, and I really am still in the camp that I'm all in on, on Justin Fields, and I hope that this national televised game uh, puts maybe to bed any any of the any of the conversation that maybe the Bears might be interested in moving on from him, uh, depending on the the re- results of the rest of this game. But Luke, you bring up Lamar Jackson, and you bring up your, just his athleticism, and that brings us to a talking point from this game that we. We can talk about uh, going forward. Our man Luke Getze said that he spent part of the mini buy, part of the ten days, looking at the Ravens' offense. And we've talked about Greg Roman's running running offense in the in the past, uh, t- taking some plays out of uh, the Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens playbook. I think that shows. I, I think that shows incredible willingness to learn and willingness to adapt going back to our last couple of regimes in, uh, that, that have led the bears, especially offensively, whether it be the head coach or the offensive coordinator, we've seen a lot of, this is my system. This is what I run. This is what, how it works. You guys got to learn it. You guys got to adjust and, and acquiesce. I, I, I give Lou Getzey props and, and gold stars for saying, you know what? I got a guy who's got a special skill set. What? How else has this worked in the league? Let's start to implement that. Now, it's not going to be completely the Baltimore Ravens offense, but integrating certain concepts, I think, shows great maturity for a first-year offensive coordinator. Definitely. And, you know, that's something I brought up at the beginning of the show. You know, not only is it growth from the players, it's growth from the coaches. I mean, I've been – you know, I've been a proponent of his all, all year long. I Like, every week I see something new out of Luke Getzey that I'm impressed with, something new and different. I'm like, wow, okay. He, he's really trying to change this for the better. Um, and, we're, and we're starting to get to that point where it seems like these guys are more comfortable playing for him too. You know, we're not seeing as many of the, the screw-ups, the mm-hmm. wrong position type deals. The You know, even last week, Yesfield still took a few sacks, but the line looked tighter. Um, the whole nine yards. I mean, it's just it's a smoother running offense as we go, uh, and I'm excited to see where we're going. Um, you know, as the schedule gets harder, can we step up to the next level? So we we beat the Patriots right this week versus Dallas. I think is a tough, huge, huge test for the Bears, just because you know, as good as New England is or whatever, you may not think they're that. They're definitely you know a decent team in the NFL. Well, um, coach. Well coached, for sure. Well coached, well prepared. That's true. Dallas is just on a different level of defensive weapons that match up with you in a bad way. You know, you got Micah Parsons. You got Demarcus Lawrence. They lead the league in sacks. You know, they got Diggs on the outside who who will get burned sometimes, but he's still a good corner. Um, You know, Leighton Vander Esch, like, they they have a solid defense, a very solid defense. Um, and that pass rush is is intense. So mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. can we, you know, how do we adjust to that this week? Well, uh, I mean, that brings up a scary proposition because you look at the last two weeks for, for, for the Bears, even Monday night, Matt Judon had a pretty successful night rushing off the edge. And the week before, Montez Sweat basically ruined the entire offense 
by himself. And so I think about Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence on opposite sides. And I'm saying Hail Mary full of grace for, for, for our tackles, for Braxton Jones and Larry Borum. I mean, Larry Borum was in Field's lap a lot of the night with the uh, Larry, Larry Borum might be out of concussion this week, so I might see Riley Refit. Okay. I, I mean, that's a different look, but I'm not sure if it inspires any more confidence uh, for, for me. I think Same the, result. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Dallas defense is nasty, and they're nasty in spots that have hurt the Bears throughout the season. Um, so it, it will be a, a harder game. It will be a taller task. Obviously, you're looking at a game where the, where, where, where the Bears are going in as underdogs again. You're going in as nine-and-a-half-point underdogs currently, as it currently sits on a Wednesday night. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's the same narrative each and every week. Can the, can the coaching staff prepare? Can the offense execute the things they need to do? Uh, and, and can we stop the run? You're, you're hearing that Ezekiel Elliott was probably going to be out for the game. But Tony Pollard is no slouch. So can the Bears stop the run? If you stop the run, you put the ball on Dak Prescott's broken thumb, and you see what Eddie Jackson, uh, uh, Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon, and Jaquan Brisker can do. And, you know, that that inspires a little confidence. I, I, I just worry about scoring enough, keeping up with them enough. But here's the thing we can take from this past Monday night, Luke, is – the Bears offense was very patient running the football. It was a hammer to the to the Patriots' face over and over and over again. And whether it was David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Justin Fields, they were versatile with their with their with their rush. Maybe that can slow down the game, keep the defense on their heels, slow down the pass rush, and 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 give the Bears a chance to win. Definitely. Um, you know, hopefully this week we'll see. You know, more probably more screens if I had to guess. Just like you said, things that keep the defense on their toes. That you know, obviously, you can only do so much. Though at some point, you have to hope that the line protects a little bit. You know, I expect Cole Komet to be doubling down on either Parsons or Demarcus Lawrence every snap. So you know, forget about him in the past game this week, and you know, other guys are going to have to step up and get it done. Um, but like I said, just. With all the good that came out on Monday night, we got to see if they can keep rolling and and put something together. You know, like like I said earlier, man, if they don't, even if they don't win, um, there's still definitely a way to keep growing as a team and and uh, you know put together a nice game. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, there's a ton of great things to take away from Monday night, and it was awesome to watch, and it was great to go into work on Tuesday morning with my Justin Fields jersey on, courtesy of Lucas Berry. Thank you very much for that great attire that you supplied me with a, a little over a year ago now. I love it very much. And people said, oh, you're finally breaking out the jersey. You're damn right I am. But my question, uh, uh, one negative that, that I'm starting to worry about this year, what is the prospect of getting Vegas Jones, the top offensive draft pick, involved in the offense in any sort of meaningful way? Are we punting on him as as a contributor? And are we saying, you know what, Paul, she had a great rookie draft draft class, but that one's just a miss. Yeah, I don't – I agree with you. I don't know what's going on there. You know, I see him on the field occasionally, and I can't say I've sat here and watched his tape. Um, that much, but I have to say, like, he probably just can't separate from NFL defenders. And I mean, personally, I would like if the Bears made his own package for him. Um, I do think, you know, I would like to see him take some off kilter snaps at running back. 
and do random things. Or maybe, you know, that nice jet sweep that I love running to Pettis or St. Brown. Maybe get Bayless Jones involved in that. But those guys also, on the flip side of that, those guys earn their damn carries. You know, we can say what we want about ESP. That dude can freaking block, man. He is a huge part of the Bears' run game. He's always downfield blocking. He's always kicking some corners' ass. Like, he's great. I mean, when he gets his chance to run, he deserves it. Same with Pettis. So, I don't know. But, you know, really, that's the Bears' only way to get Bayless James involved at this point, which I kind of, you know, I honestly kind of anticipated. But I anticipated them using him more in those situations. Like, I mean, to be honest, you should be able to use him some, somewhat how the Saints use Taysom Hill. Like, people know when Taysom Hill's on the field, he's going to do something with the ball. I mean, you can do the same thing with Bayless Jones. When, when he's on the field, you know something around him is going to happen. But at this point, it's the only way to get him the ball. Well, Bayless did contribute sort of on one of the touchdown runs for Justin Fields. He he ran motion across the formation, and really uh, due to him taking that handoff, due to take him taking that handoff in prior games, drew some of the line uh, uh, away from the Justin Fields direction going the other way. So, I mean, I can't say it's all bad, but as far as touching the football, he really has been an underwhelming contributor at best, uh, at, at best for, for this offense. And you're really looking for guys that will be on this field, be on this team for the long run for Justin, for Justin Fields. And really outside of Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, don't tell Chris, I said that, but outside of those two guys, I mean, I love you ESP. You, you do block your ass off and that's awesome. You're exactly right. And I love you Dante Pettis for the same reasons, but those guys aren't going to be here contributing in, in in another year or two years, you know, uh, unless something crazy happens, I I just like to see Valus. You 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 invested that that what fourth round pick uh, fourth round pick, and so you're gonna he's under contract for what uh, three four years, so you got to get him in there unless you're just gonna punt. Pun intended, uh, but I mean he might muff that punt, and uh, as we've seen this year. Uh, Let's let's talk about one other thing off the field before we dive into fully into the Dallas game today. Maybe about four o'clock, three three thirty Central Time. The Bears executed a trade. Uh, we've talked about it on, on the podcast uh, at, at, at nauseum, really, uh, throughout the off season and and into the season. Are we going to trade Robert Quinn? Well, that answer became a yes today. Traded Robert Quinn to the four, uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth round pick, absorbed pretty much the rest of his twenty twenty two salary, which we were going to pay anyways, but uh, freed up the remainder of his salary and recouped a fourth round draft pick. Luke, what's your takeaway with the compensation uh, and the move to send Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, I think kind of right on par with what we've been saying. Um, you know, even some of us thought maybe even a later pick, all things considered, you know, the year he's having and the whole nine yards, but uh, great job by Ryan Poles to not, um, not be gun shy. I mean, at this point, he was probably releasing Robert Quinn after the season, so you're getting something for him at least. And I mean, around four pick is that's a day two selection. I will, or, or day two, day yeah, three. day two, day uh, no, day three, day three. That's the start of day three. They go first, it's an early they go day second, three third, and then day three. All right, well, a four, I'll take it. Um, you know, we kind of thought maybe later, but we're eating the contract. 
I mean, the guy has one sack on the year, and he really hasn't been contributing almost anything to this defense. So, uh, you know, last year was awesome. It was awesome to see him break the single-season sack record. And, uh, you know, he's a good player and teammate. So good luck to him in Philly. But now the Bears can let some of their younger guys and see what they have, and Dominique Robinson and Travis Gibson, and and see where they can go from here. like I said, I mean, I think the Bears are a couple pieces away on the D-line from having, uh, you know, a, a really good defense. So, I'm happy with it, Joe. How, how do you feel? I'm happy with it as well. I'm happy with it as well. Uh, from a business standpoint, you, you, I mean, you have to look in the mirror and look at where we are. Um, and we, as, much as, I think that, as much as I think we could have been an 11-win team, if everything was perfect this year, that would have been a max ceiling. Everything would have to be absolutely perfect. Uh, we're not going to be an 11-win team. We're going to be a 6-9 to nine win team, somewhere in that range still. But that's going to be barely on the edge of the playoffs at best and probably missing the playoffs, really. Um, and you could end up being a five-win football team if things fall apart here. And you, and so Robert Quinn is not going to be a part of this team when we are actually, you know, ideally going to be good. Uh, and he's costing the Bears money, uh, especially next year and in the future. Um, so I, I, I'm with it. I think it's great. I, I think the really way to build a team is through the draft. And as much as I apologize for Ryan Pace, a lot of the time uh, for different moves that he made and never really liked trading away picks to, 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 to trade up and, and get, and, you know, take swings. Adam Shaheen comes to mind and, and many others, numerous, numerous others. I love getting more picks. I think more picks is the key to building team, building a team. You saw what we did last year, trading back multiple times, getting more picks. And, you know, some of these offensive linemen haven't turned into anything quite yet, but you don't, but you don't, but you know, you, you never know. You have to keep swinging, uh, keep taking your swings and adding a fourth round pick can be traded back for a fifth and seventh can be trade can be traded up. I hope it's not traded up, but it can be traded or it can be drafted right there in the fourth round. And you you can draft if you can draft another starter right there if if, if you scout and draft well. Um, so I, I I'm not against it at all, um, especially as you already said the 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 way the uh, the way he's contributed this year has been less than less than ideal, and I I really like the uh, hype behind Dominic Robinson and Travis Gibson too, but uh, but Robinson in particular. Um, I don't know that the defense is going to miss him. I know Roquan Smith had a big crying, tearful moment uh, today on the podium. But honestly, I don't even know if Roquan's going to be here in, in, in six months. So I'm not really worried about his feelings on the matter. Uh, obviously, it's, it, it, obviously, it shows me that he was a well-liked guy. And we like keeping well-liked guys around the around – the, uh, we like keeping well well liked guys around the uh, around the team, but at some point you have to know when to say when. And I think Ryan Ryan Poles did a good job today. Hundred percent, you know. And then he uh, he went out and and addressed the media accordingly right after and had a solid presser. So uh, just good things all around, you know. We can say what we want about Poles, but I think he does push. You know, some of the right buttons, at least uh, it seems like he's doing a fairly good job. I really and, like uh, his yeah. approach to things. I know we felt he, he messed up bringing in maybe less than less than stellar wide receivers this year, this year. But I really like his val- value approach to team acquisition and team building. I agree. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see now with the Robert Quinn space, the Bears will have 
I think around $125 million to spend uh, next off season, which is, I think almost, I think it's more than double uh, what the second most team has. So uh, really, you know, if the bears keep winning and, and they have that much to spend, it'll could uh, fast forward this rebuild a lot quicker than people think. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We have a game to play on Sunday. Dallas! Going to Dallas. Jerry Dallas World! Goes on a bye week. Dallas goes on a bye week next week. Um, Prescott's obviously probably still hurting, still getting acclimated. I mean, Joe, do you think there's any chance the Cowboys come out maybe flat, even after the Bears' big win on Monday? Or do you think that kind of went out the window after they saw us uh, kick the crap out of New England? If you're asking if there's any chance, I'd say there's a chance. There, there is a chance. Now, is it likely? I would say unlikely. But the Dallas did just be, uh, be take care of our division rivals, the Detroit Lions, and I, I think that um, yeah, it won twenty four to six. But I guess the score doesn't indicate the uh, the truth of that game. I, I, I the think Lions crumbled at the end. I mean, they had them on the ropes for the first two and a half quarters. Hey, I thought the fourth. I thought the third and fourth quarter were, were Man Campbell's time. We tread water until we drown your ass. Um, he tread water until he drown himself. <laughs> He's terrible. He's so terrible, uh, which is makes it makes it fun for me uh, to make fun of all his hard knock stuff. We gotta shake the losing off. We gotta shake the losing out of our pants. We're this close, boys. Well, every week it's something with the Lions. Uh, do I think, I mean, w- without Zeke, and let's see, what what's on their injury report right now? Their injury report as of today had Dalton Schultz, De- Devin Harper, Terrence Steele, Malik Hooker, all, all questionable for the game. Yeah, Zeke looks doubtful. Um, let's see. Oh, that's, let's see. Cowboys, control F, Cowboys. I want to be a Cowboy, baby. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott questionable, wasn't practicing MCL sprain. Noah Brown didn't practice foot injury. Uh, Dalton Schultz limited on Wednesday. So they've got, they're, they're not the most healthy at the moment. And maybe we can get Trayvon Diggs to bite on a double move so Darnell Mooney can, uh, can burn him down the field. I'd say it's unlikely the Bears win. I'm going to par- start picking the Bears to lose every single week, uh, some score to nine, because every time I, I in, in our predictions, I say, you know, 28 to nine, uh, the Bears end up putting on a good effort. Uh, they lost to the Vikings the last time I did that, but they obviously won this past week, and we'll keep that going. But uh, I'm maybe uh, – Maybe ignorantly hopeful. <laughs> I mean, you you should be a little bit after last week. You know, we we shouldn't go into this just saying, "Oh yeah, they're gonna blow us out." Like, we should think that the Bears should be able to cover the spread on this game of whatever it is now, eight and a half or ten and a half points or whatever. The Bears should be able to to keep this game somewhat close. I mean, you know, we might not win, but we should definitely not get blown out by this team. Um. If we just look at the numbers, though, this Dallas defense is, is very solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they're top four in passing yards per game. They only give up 185 yards through the air. And actually, the Bears are right behind them at, uh, or in front of them at 180. So the Bears are top three in the NFL in yards per game through the air. That's impressive. Uh, Dallas only gives up 185 there. Uh, and they're, I think, total defense is top five in yards allowed. So very solid. They lead the league in sacks. 
Um, I mean, Joe, what what kind of offensive game plan do you have going into this to to, to slow down this pass rush and to neutralize these guys? Well, I would try to do a lot of the similar things that we did this past week with the quarterback run, uh, run, you know, run right at him. I'd like, I'd do a lot of, a lot of read option, uh, Justin Fields reading Micah Parsons slash Demarcus Lawrence, um, I would, depending on whatever side they're, they're tr- choosing to attack. I would try to, you know, get that quick screen going. That Khalil Herbert quick screen was awesome uh, this past week. I, I think that you keep doing a lot of that stuff. Uh, and the same things we've done over the handful, last handful of weeks in moving the pocket, rolling the pocket. Now, the problem is the backside defensive end, whether it's Lawrence or Parsons, they've got to fall for it. Uh, and if they don't, uh, that puts you in, you know, second and long, third and long situations or fourth and long situations. And, and those guys are great athletes and, and great football players, so maybe they won't be falling for it as much, The some of the bootleg stuff. But I don't know that I'd just sit right back and try to drop back and pass because I think that that opens the door for our, for our, for our tackles to, you know, get pushed around, get pushed right into fields. But you, you use these – I mean, you don't – use everything all at once you kind of pick and choose and run and you know r- r- run at them uh i, I think you're using all, all, really all three guys fields herbert and montgomery as rushing options and, and you're trying to keep the, the dallas defense on its toes where the ball where the football is going yeah i mean the uh the dallas defense on the year their one weakness is they will give you some rushing yards you know they they give up 120 per game which is in the bottom 12 um so you know, you can definitely run the ball a little bit on these guys. And I've seen, you know, we've seen some success with teams, um, you know, actually running the ball right at Mike Parsons and putting him in a bind and making him wrong. You know, if you run RPOs in his direction, um, you know, you can really neutralize his play by making him make the wrong decision um, on whether to, you know, on who he's going to attack on a certain play. So if you run read stuff at him, um, you know, you, you can find success in actually going right at him with some of these uh, option plays and option reads. Um, definitely a, a tall task there, Joe. You're absolutely right. Um, and I mean, the way you can keep Dallas's defense neutralized by not dropping back and the way by not dropping back is keeping the game close. Um, I think the screen game will have to be huge in this. You know, we didn't really see it versus New England, but like we said, they don't have that great of a pass rush. I mean, they were all right. You know, Matt Judon is a great player, but that's about it. Um, rushing the passer there. So, you know, screen straws, uh, QB run. I think the diversity in the playbook last week really kept New England on their feet. But now, yeah, you know, Dallas is going to be expecting some of this stuff. The, <laughs> I mean, the simple QB power, you would think, you know, they, a Belichick defense would be able to stop that. And the Bears ran it multiple times and they couldn't. Uh, but now, you know, that's on tape. You know, these guys learn quick. So um, how can the Bears build off what they did last week and keep it fresh? I, I loved all the – I mean, one one thing that I, lo- I loved all the third and one, four, uh, third and short yardage quarterback sneak, just sneak and get it. I loved that. Uh, and obviously you don't want Fields to get hurt, but I think that's something that the Bears really have not, have not utilized. Uh, really with fields last year uh, or, or or throughout the season. I think that, uh, man, if you'd have seen that, well, what, what, what was the game where the bears went for it on uh, fourth uh, uh, on goal to go? Was it the, was it the, the, the Redskins two weeks ago? Uh, yeah. Uh, right, right at the goal line. Uh, right. 
was it the Redskins two weeks ago? Right at the goal line, we thought he was in, didn't get in. Reviewed, didn't get in. No, yeah. Giants, Giants, Giants. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I, I, I love that adjustment. Um, to answer your point, or to answer your question, Getsy's just going to have to have a better game uh, than, than the uh, – really, he's going to have to have a better game than the talent that's on the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys, and that's that, that makes for a tall task. We've hit on a bunch of the players – the Cowboys have, and you know, uh, Jerry World will be loud. Uh, if you haven't been there, it gets loud. Uh, they're going to be supporting their Cowboys, but the Bears travel. I mean, going back to one of the first things you said, Luke, the reason that all these daggum Twitter heads and and article writers and 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 TV people talk a bunch of shit about the Bears is because our fan base is huge and we're easily riled up. They will uh, the, our Bears will travel as well if uh, if the Bears can hang in there and make the game close. You know you'll hear our fans is also right there in, in in Dallas. So I don't know if I feel good about uh, good enough to say the Bears will win, but. I do feel good enough to say the Bears will fight, fight their ass off and, 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 and acquit themselves well. I just want to see Justin Fields continue to make good decisions, continue to uh, put the ball in places where his receivers can catch the football and tuck it and run at, 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 good, at good points, you know, throw the ball away, you know, it, when it's called for. I want him to continue to make uh, positive uh, winning decisions, whether whether he gets let down with it by his offensive line or by his pass catchers or by Luke Getze, which I don't really think that's likely. But if he gets let down by any of those other groups, that just kind of is what it is. I want to see Justin Fields continue to make good decisions against a good defense. And I mean, Joe, that's honestly probably what it comes down to. Um, if the Bears win this game, Justin Fields will definitely have to carry the offense. Um, but we're starting to see the flashes of that. Like last week, we're starting to see the flashes of him being a guy who's going to be able to transcend the talent around him and really, you know, make this offense something that it hasn't been in a while. So mm-hmm. really, you know, if even if the offensive line sucks and Fields is you know, getting out of pressure and making quicker decisions and running before you can get sacked and things like that. Yeah, the Cowboys might have a tough time. We'll we'll see. Like I said, this is going to be a huge test for the Bears. Um, I do, like you said, I have faith that they're going to be ready to play this game. And uh, you know, I don't think they'll get blown out, even though Dallas probably beats them significantly in the talent margin. Yeah, uh, uh, one thing that I that I touched on uh, the, before we started recording, and I'd like to get your opinion on it, Luke. It, we're, we're about to play the Cowboys, and the great performance that we had on Monday night. I was thinking to myself, when was the last Bears primetime performance that we've had that felt this good? And to me, it was the 2019 December Thursday night game against this Dallas Cowboys franchise. Trubisky actually looked like a competent quarterback. Probably one of the last times uh, that Trubisky looked like a competent quarterback. Um, but uh, and, and hopefully, maybe, uh, Justin Fields can continue to build off that great performance and, and bring them together consistently. Do you have another nomination of one of the last great primetime performances uh, that our Bears have put on? And just, I mean, how confident are you that, that we can double down and have a second good performance in a row? 
and two good performances in a row, that is a lot to be asking for. You know, if there's one if there's one time to do it, it's now. You know, I think this this group, you know, that just this game in general, the fact that it was prime time, the fact that it was in uh New England. Um I mean, it's just such a confidence booster. You know, it gives you so much confidence that you can go out there and do anything versus Bill Belichick in a hostile environment. Can they do it again? When was the last time they did this back-to-back? I don't know. Can they do it back-to-back? I absolutely think so. And uh, I guess for that to happen, we would, you know, what what are, what are our criteria? You know, 300, a clip 300 yards on offense again? I think that would be a good feat versus the defense. Oh gosh! If you if you get over three three fifty on this on this defense, uh, right now I'm seeing uh, per ESPN they're 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 averaging giving up three thirty one. Uh, if you hit that average, honestly, I'm going to feel good about this team because of how subpar our offense has been this year. If you hit that average uh, and challenge them, then I'll feel I'll feel good about that. I think defensively, if you can force right at two turnovers a turnover would be great but two would be even better duh um and, and then goodness gracious one thing we haven't touched on this year uh how good has caro santos been this year so he's been incredible obviously kicking up there in new england in a little different you know environment they'll be kicking in the dome this weekend he's been a stalwart a stalwart for for this bears team anytime you get in range really paying off Justin Fields in the offense with three points. I mean, you obviously like to have six anytime you can get it, but just be able to stack three on top of three on top of three this past weekend was, was, was really uh, pivotal to, to kind of putting the Patriots out of it. Yeah. I mean, so this is, you know, this is something we harped on at the beginning of the year and fans were mad at, Oh, why are we setting up to kick or punt or whatever? I mean, this, this week we kind of saw that if the offense does move the ball, you know, they're, they're going to call a safe run play on third and five and take the easy points. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I mean, how many points did they stack this week? Just doing that 15, right, Kyra, right. I think Kyra, Kyra five field goals. So, you know, I kind of like that out of the bears, you know, obviously, you know, things can happen. They can throw a pick, they can fumble, they can get sacked and take them out of field goal range. Uh, they're just taking easy points, which a lot of coaches don't seem to get in the NFL. So this is honestly one thing that I'm giving Iberflus props for. I mean, when the Lions played the Patriots, I think Dan Campbell left five or six field goals on the board. He loves going for it. He loves it. He loves like, it. It's crazy. And, and honestly, if they had those field goals, they probably would have won. So take the points when you can get them this week. If, if the offense can definitely move the ball and put them in positions like that, you know, we, we should be looking at a close game. Um, can we turn over Dak? Yeah, really, That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's not fully healthy or not fully ready. I think the Bears can uh, definitely disrupt the Cowboys' offense. I mean, I don't really think Dallas's offense has been, you know, that great. You know, they did a solid job with Cooper Rush. They didn't look good last week versus the Lions. I mean, yeah, can you get a couple turnovers from Dak? Can we stop the run game again? If we can get a couple turnovers from Dak and stop the run game and, and, and just stay in it offensively, I mean, and, and that, that's really the, I, mean, I hate to sound so scrappy, but, but really, if you, stay, if you give the offense a chance, defense, if you continue to give the offense a chance, that, uh, th- then I honestly 
maybe stupidly, maybe biasly, I've got faith in Justin Fields that he will continue. He will continue to chip away and find a way to move the football. But the the defense really has to give them a chance. I felt like in the in the Vikings game a couple weeks ago, the defense didn't come out of the locker room in the first half. They let the Vikings go what three or four drives in a row right down their throat, uh, and, and then once again got tightened up again. The defense once again let the Vikings go right down their throat. Uh, so so really, if the defense holds on and fights and and, and makes things difficult for this Dallas offense gives the offense some chances, gives the offense some time to, to kind of work and feel and, and try to try to figure out what, what, what will work against the Cowboys defense, then uh, I, I feel like they'll be in it and I feel like they'll have a chance. But if the defense comes out and decides to take an off week and let Isaiah Pollard run all over them, then I think we'll be in trouble. Isaiah Pollard. Isn't that his name? No. Tony Pollard. Tony. Yeah, Tony right. Pollard. Tony, hey Tony, who's Isaiah Pollard? I don't know who that is. You're just making up names right now. Well, anyway, I think uh, you know. Can the Bears' run game stay established, and and can they keep getting yards? I mean, that's really the engine that makes this whole thing tick here. Is the uh, the run game nice three headed monster with Fields, Montgomery, Herbert? I mean, we're seeing great things out of all three. Uh, in the run game, so uh, that's that's really what's going to keep him in this thing, and then Fields just has to make enough plays throwing uh, for the Bears to stand a chance here. Um, let's look up the line for this and and give our predictions. I was thinking the about the great the Transylvania game. wide receiver Isaiah Pollard. Oh, there you go, freshman. <laughs> oh, actually, no, 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 no. Uh, he he he's a basketball player, Isaiah Pollard. <laughs> the line is eight and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm teasing. I totally don't know who the heck that is. Uh, the line is eight and a half uh, for, for this Bears game. I, I, uh, I see nine and a half right now on FanDuel. Oh, that's what I see as well. I see it uh, uh, according to Caesar so, Sportsbook. Bigger dogs than we were last week. Good. I like it. With, with the Bears. nine and a half point spread. Bet the Bears and win big. Hey, I mean, last week, the Bears' total points was at 15. I was like, I took way over and ended up being correct. I mean, points, they're really selling the Bears short here. This week, again, they're going at 15 and a half for the Bears' offense. And the Bears score more than 15 and a half points. Shoot, I sure hope so. Um, I'll be... I'll keep it, you know, consistent, and I'll say the Bears will lose seventeen to nine. I know that contradicts myself on the fifty on on, on the fifteen points, um, but that'll cover your spread. Um, that'll cover your spread. I, I I I think the Bears will fight and stay in it, but I think the Bears will come up just sadly short. That'll be an easy under though for those who want to play the forty-two and a half under. Hmm. So I think I am gonna go. Uh, I don't know, Joe. I don't know. I have a weird feeling the Bears could win this. I like that. Don't make me take the Bears. You take who you want to take. I mean, I want to take the Bears, but I don't feel like I want to set myself up for that heartbreak. 
I enjoy the games much more when I think we're going to suck. And then, oh, look, we're actually running the football and playing good defense. And Justin Fields looks like a competent quarterback. Maybe he is what we want him to be. I'm going to say the Bears win this game 24 to 23. Nice. I like it. I like it. Krogman, I hope, you, I hope Lucas's pick makes you proud. And uh, sorry about my pick when you, when you listen back to this. Krogman's wheeling and dealing, making some sales uh, for for him and his family, so he had to step away tonight. Kroger. Absolutely. Well, that's all I got, Joe. Do you got anything? No, I think we hit all the big headlines. We discussed the big win, and we discussed the next week. Um, Hopefully, Lucas is correct, and I am wrong. I will gladly wear that badge of wrongness uh, this coming week. The reminder, the Bears will play at noon on Sunday. Uh, If you have local Fox, it'll be on the local Fox, or if you have some sort of a pirate app, it'll be on that as well, noon on Sunday, and we will be looking forward to talking about it next week after I am wrong. We'll we'll sing this song and and wrap this baby up. Y'all join in if you want to. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you throw the nation with your T-formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.